It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 353 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, June 21st. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where there are links to every single episode. Make sure you're checking the Locked On Podcast Network, all the local angles, all the 30 teams covered by a local expert on the team and the stories going on with that team. Subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Do that with us. Find Locked On Raptors, Spotify, Stitcher, all those places. It's the best way to support the show. I'm rushing through this intro because uh, picking up where we left off with yesterday's podcast, uh, going through and redrafting the Raptors drafts from the dark ages, from 2005 to 2014, in which the Raptors did not draft particularly well. Uh, myself and Darman Nayak went back and drafted a whole bunch of of, uh, or looked at who we would rather the drafters have taken in a whole bunch of drafts that uh, went poorly for them. So uh, we started off with the first five or so years, and we are now picking up with the 2010 NBA draft in which the Raptors took our pal, Ed Davis. Here it is. Enjoy the show, and we'll talk to you after the draft with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Uh, did they have a pick this year? Yeah, they had 13th. Thir- oh, yeah, they were 13th. Okay. They took Ed Davis 13th overall. 13 Ed Davis. Yeah, it, who actually is a? It's a it's a decent pick at thirteen. It is for sure. Um, like I can't, you can't complain. But there's definitely a couple guys that I would have taken over him in hindsight. Yeah, uh, this was the year that Bosch had left, and things were dark and sad. And so we decided to take the least flashy pick of them all. No, he was supposed to be the replacement for Chris Bosch. I don't remember. That. I don't remember his like pre-draft hype as much. All I remember is like thinking the name Ed Davis, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, no, that's on. not a good NBA name. Like, it's a very exactly. good like. It's very good for what he is now. Like, oh yeah, no good backup center on a okay team, like perfect for that. But drafting an Ed thirteenth overall and hoping him to become a star. No, there's no star Eds. This just doesn't happen. Except for my dad. Shouts to Ed. <laughs> Shout out to you, Sean's dad. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ed Davis, after him, was there someone that you recall wanting more than Ed Davis at the time? I really wanted Eric Bledsoe because the whole mini LeBron hype around him. Yeah, that's probably the and one. And I was all the way sold on him because I, I think I watched like a couple of like YouTube highlight videos and I'm like, I'm like, you know what, this guy is like a six foot bull Yeah. with like insane speed. Like I don't care if he can't shoot a lick. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I, I think Bledsoe was the guy. Uh, Patrick Patterson went 14th. Also from that oh, very good Kentucky team. That was from the the John Wall Kentucky team. That was very good with Demarcus yeah. Cousins. That was that team was insane. Um, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, Eric Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson, Daniel Orton went 29th from that team. These there's always one guy who's like, yeah, no, you you were the bad the bad Kentucky player. But we're gonna take you because the rest of your teammates were good. And maybe they yeah. taught you something. There's always a James Young. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need you to go down to pick 51 and read the name. On the podcast, just so it's in the record. Thank you. Pick fifty-one. <laughs> say, it. say it, Sean. Say it. Magnum roll. <laughs> it's a damn shame. Magnum roll doesn't even have a basketball reference page and never played in the NBA because that is a goddamn name. 
I need to find a picture of him right now. Actually, Tiny Gallon at 47 is also a pretty good name. It's a bummer that the two best names in this draft didn't end up doing anything. Magnum Roll looks like a really skinny Will Smith. Magnum Roll. Magnum Roll. <sighs> yeah, it does look like a little skinny Will He plays um, in Thailand. He plays in Thailand. He plays for the Nakhon Patham Mad Goat of the Thailand Basketball League. I love that it's a singular goat. I'm glad that he landed on As his feet. As a collective. Yeah, I'm glad that he... <laughs> I'm glad he landed on his feet. Um, also, Solomon Alibi, taking one pick before Magnum Roll by the Dallas Mavericks. He became a Raptor, of course, and part of the game that ruined a later draft that we'll get to uh, at some point soon. But yeah, this one, who do we land on? Eric Bledsoe, I guess? Yeah, Eric Bledsoe, I think, consensus. Although, but in is theory... Lazar, is Lazar Hayward Gordon Hayward's brother? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, alright. Because I'm just going off the last thing here. In theory... Um, had the Raptors taken Eric Bledsoe, Kyle Lowry maybe never becomes necessary to trade for, which that is something to consider. It is, yeah. So, and also you have to think about like Eric Bledsoe, he really got a chance to develop on that team down there. Like just like yeah. when he went to Phoenix, he just got a chance to just play with the ball a bunch in his hands. And I don't think he becomes what he is right now without that. Yeah. Honestly I also had Avery Bradley as my second one. That's not I think that is in there as well. Patrick Patterson's not a bad one. They ended up but trading I just for don't, him anyway. I don't give him the recognition. Yeah, it's petty, but I'm not giving it to him. Fair enough. Um, they, I mean, had they drafted Patrick Patterson, they don't make the Rudy Gay trade. Nope. At least and in the that, form that it became. I mean, they might have drafted Rudy Gay in this situation anyway, many years before, so it's not necessary. But assuming they drafted Brandon Roy instead of Rudy Gay, they don't make the Rudy Gay trade as it was constituted, and maybe they don't become good. And maybe we're still talking about bad drafts. Oh, God. You so, know what? We're going down a rabbit hole here, Sean, that it's just going to be really hard to pull out of. That's okay. Um, All right. Also, they should have taken Jordan Crawford. What am I saying? That would have been fun. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, right, let's move on to draft, or 2011, is that the year we're going to? Uh, yeah. yeah, 2011. Yeah. Jonas. Yeah, Jonas. This is interesting. I wanted to. I really want to talk about this one because I want to get your take on a certain player that went uh, 15th. Yeah. This is a draft that a is a very good draft. No, it's an excellent draft. Like yeah. you have Tobias Harris down at nineteen. Yeah, like Miritich twenty third. Yeah, this is a good draft. Um, Jimmy Butler at thirty. Yeah, I don't like that they started like being smart around this time. Like the league got smarter, I think. Yeah, and that became less fun. Yeah, um, both the Morai were drafted back to back in this in this draft. So Jonas went fifth. I gotta say, the night the draft happened, I have never been more angry at a draft pick than I was at Jonas Valanciunas. And the reason, the reason is because I was dead set on Brandon Knight being the next savior of the Toronto Raptors. I was devastated when Jonas Valanciunas was taken. I watched Kemba Walker ruin a player from Pittsburgh with a step back, and I was sold. That's it. Kemba Walker was another one for me that I was kind of in for because that Connecticut run was fun, but I. 
I, I really wanted Brandon Knight with all every fiber of my being. Of course, You're the correct a answer. Nice name too. Yeah, of course, the correct answer is Clay Thompson at eleven. That was my second one. My first one was actually uh, Kemba Walker. Mm, okay, yeah, Clay's probably number one. Um, Bismack, of course, went seven in this draft. Yeah, and Vesely, who's now a superstar in the Euro League. Maybe he'll come back someday. I don't know. But yeah, the Yoda's pick's not bad though. It's like a fine pick. What is yeah, going I mean, on? Um, Motor Brothers in trouble. Oh, okay. Everything, um, everything all right? Yeah, everything's good. Oh, um, okay. Etoine Moore went fifty fifth. Yeah. And then, of course, how can we forget about the man with the Napoleon complex at pick sixty? Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Not bad. Um, no, but so you mentioned pick number fifteen, Kawhi Leonard fifteen. I don't think yeah, this really um, qualifies because I don't think does. he was really on the radar. No, it doesn't. I mean, like, he became who he is solely because of the fact they went to San Antonio. Yeah, he could have, like, if he didn't get traded for George Hill that night and goes to the Pacers, he's probably just worse Paul George, right? Like, although that's terrifying in theory to think of him and Paul George on the same team. I mean, okay, like... We might get that anyway. He was already a defensive prospect, right? He was already known as an excellent defender. Yeah. I mean, wow, that's a very wingy team. Super wingy. Before the wingy teams were popular. Just like the new Lakers will be. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, please. It's already dark out, man. I don't have time, I don't have the energy for this right now. I don't really know if I want the Lakers to do it or not. I think it'd be kind of I funny. I want to do just because, you know, chaos. Yeah, I also don't really want to shift back to a Celtics and Lakers NBA. Because oh, that doesn't yeah. serve anybody. Like, it'd be a Sixers, Lakers, Celtics NBA, oh, which I'm like. And the Warriors, which would just be a weird wild card thrown in. Yeah. Although it would be fun to see some actual meaningful basketball after a while. I guess. Just, like, like okay, because if we assume that, like, if the, if the Lakers do everything they want to do in an ideal scenario, then, I mean, like, you have a super team on the level of the Warriors. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I would still take the Warriors over LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, and, and dudes. I, I don't. I still take LeBron. Because, I mean, look, LeBron, you give him at least one, like, two more competent players, and he can do what he needs to do. But he's going to be, like, 34 next year. I don't know. You're still betting against him, Sean. I'm not betting against him. I'm just saying the Warriors ruined my ability to have hope hope and think about nice things. (laughs) So, but yeah, so Clay Thompson is the answer here? Yeah, I'd say so. Oh, for me, it was Kemba. For you, it was Clay. As long as it wasn't Jimmer, we're good. (laughs) <laughs> we forget about our Chinese 50 point legend Oh my god uh, Alright 2013 draft We're almost there Or 2012 draft Yeah 2012 um, This one the Raptors This was the one that Solomon Alibi and Ben Uzo helped screw up Of course the last game of the season against the Nets Ben Uzo gets a triple double Solomon Alibi gets 11-19 His career highs both in their final NBA games And the Raptors Move up Moved down, I guess, in the lottery odds by potentially two spots. They were tied. They were tied at the time, I believe, with the Blazers and Warriors with record, and they would have been tied with all three had they lost. Actually, no, they would have. Okay, we have to look at the record for this Portland team. Uh, 2011-12 NBA standings. So I think the Raptors might have actually had outright the six best odds. Uh, this is 2012-2013, right? Yes. 
they're 33 and 49. Yes, and the Wolves, sorry, the Blazers finished, what the hell? 2011-12, looking at. Aren't we? 2011-12. The lockout, the lockout yeah. season. Um, yeah, 2011-12. Yeah, Raptors finished 23 and 43. The, no, we're looking at the wrong season, I think. What? I think we're looking at 2012-13. Oh, no, the Blazers had the Nets picked. I think. Yeah, the Blazers had the Nets pick, so the Nets finished 22-44. and 44. Okay. So the Raptors would have finished one game better than that, or one game worse than that, and higher in the standings. And oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, and the Warriors were 23-43, and 43, so the Raptors ended up tying them. Yeah, the Raptors would have had the six best odds if that, that all didn't happen. Um, okay, but what are the chances they actually take Damian Lillard? Uh, probably pretty high. I mean, wait, this was... It's this little, it's, it was Dame or Barnes. Uh, it was going to be Dame or Barnes. Right. And this was, and either way, I would have been happy. Yeah, like Barnes had a lot of hype coming in, and Barnes is like not as bad as people want to say he is. He's just he's fine. Um, he's a serviceable NBA player who was picked eighth over seventh overall, which yeah. I can live with. Of course, the pick was Terrence Ross at eight. And you know what? He gave us some memories, which I'll forever remember. Like my wallpaper on my phone for at least four years was him doing his uh, between the legs dunk over a kid. <laughs> at his first dunk contest yep. wearing like the Vince Carter jersey yep that was my phone wallpaper for a solid like two years look this take is gonna reek with bias because people know my feelings about Terrence Ross of course the oh, man, I have the same feelings the man whose photo presides above this desk um, that, that was the right pick I, Andre Drummond's good I would rather have Terrence Ross oh, than add Drummond to Valanciunas yeah R- Dr- Ross was the right pick they got it right I mean okay like, if we discount if we discount Andre Drummond because we already have a center coming over which we're already high on and we spent the fifth pick on yeah then if you look below him there's really nobody it's else it's a shit draft after that and you'd have to reach all the way down to Evan Fournier in my opinion yeah the next so this is the That's draft the 20th overall pick after Ross at 8 this is the rest of the draft Drummond at 9 Austin Rivers Myers Leonard Jeremy Lamb Kendall Marshall John Henson Mo Harkless who maybe you could argue uh, Royce White, Tyler Zeller, who uh, the bad, that's the bad Zeller, right? Yeah, that's the bad Zeller. Terrence Jones, Andrew Nicholson, Evan Fournier at twenty, Jared Sellinger twenty-one, Fab Mello, R.I.P. R- R- uh, John Jenkins, uh, Jared Cunningham, Tony Roten, Miles Plumley, Arnett Moultrie, Perry Jones, Marquise oh Teague, and Festus Azili. That is a bad first round. It's a horrible first round. That the draft second is... round is better. This is this is a bad draft. Like this has Michael Kidd Gilchrist, who's probably a bust as a number two. Dion Waiters, Thomas Robinson go four five. This is not a good draft. So Terrence Ross was the correct pick. I stand by that one hundred percent. You know this draft had high highs and low lows. Oh yeah, it has Anthony Davis, Bradley Beal, Dame Lillard, and Harrison Barnes, and that's that's good. And then and Terrence Ross, of course, but yeah. yeah and. I mean, like, you had Chris Middleton go 39th at Detroit. Yeah, Will Barton's good. Draymond, I guess, went 35th, so. It's so crazy he remembers the names that every player picked above him. The second round's like, better than the first round, I think. That's what I said. Like, the second round is more talented than the first round. Is. Yeah. Like, if you had a team of second round picks in this draft against, uh, no, Anthony Davis would probably still win, but, um, like, it would be a close game. Like, I mean, you have Mike Scott, who, like, is an idiot, but he's serviceable. You got Sadoransky? Will Barton. Will the throw. Darius Miller? Yeah, no, no they would lose to the first players. round. They would certainly lose to the first round team, but it would be closer than most years. Yeah, um, closer to a lot. Kyle O'Quinn, too. Yep. And, and if people recall, 
if people recall, Terrence Ross was like viewed as a reach at that point at eight, and I think in hindsight that was actually a good bit of talent evaluation by Brian Colangelo. How can we forget about our friend Courtney? What about DeRozan? That legendary video. Oh, that Courtney Frazier, a legend, a living legend. Uh, all right, let's move on to the 2013 draft then. We didn't have a pick. Uh, oh, that's right. Didn't have a pick, huh? That's depressing. They ended up with Lucas Noguera later on. Yeah. Yeah. Where would they have picked in this draft? I don't even know. Ooh. You know what? I'm going to find out. Yeah, do that. Because they were bad in 2012-13. Let's find out here. 2012-13 is uh, 34 and 38. Oh, my God. Of course, the Google standings are by, conference, are by division. <laughs> this is absolutely useless. It's like that on uh, Basketball Reference as well. It's uh, not handy whatsoever. Uh, okay. Uh, I got it. They would have been the 11th worst team. So, the yeah, Sixers? The Chicago. Was it the Sixers pick? Yeah, I think the Sixers had. Oh no, it was OKC. That was the the Kyle Lowry pick. Never mind. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad they didn't have this pick. That's fine. I'm good with that. Stephen Adams went 12 with the Kyle Lowry pick. I'm cool with that. I can I can deal. Because Cleveland yeah. jumped from like 12 up to one, didn't they? No, it was like it. Was, that's the one where everyone's like, okay, this is rigged. Yeah. 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 Well, the Cavs had the third worst record, but I think they had like a Clippers pick or something like that. That was a little. It was lower. I think it was like Clippers by way of the Bucks or something like that. That might have been the Kyrie pick. No, I think that's Anthony Bennett. Yeah. Either way, the Raptors didn't have a pick. I'm fine with it. They didn't need a pick in this draft. It's all good. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, final right. draft, the 2014 draft, before things get better. Bruno Caboclo goes 20th, plays 35 career games. Uh, three more mind you, than the 22nd overall pick, Jordan Adams, by the Grizzlies. Shouts to the Grizzlies, forever sucking at the draft. Let's hope they do it again tomorrow, just so we can have some chaos. Uh, and oddly enough, the, the the 10 picks after Bruno are just loaded with pretty good players. Bogdan Bogdanovich, who honestly is not bad. That's the one That's the one on the Kings. He's really good. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Is that? Yeah, that's. Bob. He got traded to the Kings for I think Papianis or in the. He was. It was in the Marquise Chris deal. So he's. It's Didn't Boyan. He Boyan's oh, he came on. Came over late, right? Yeah, yeah. He came over last year. He was a rookie. Right. I think okay. he came first team All NBA or second team. Yeah, second team All, all rookie. Yeah, that's and what he like shot the lights out at the uh, at the all at the rookie sophomore game. He was like maybe the best player on the Kings this year, which is depressing as hell, but might be true. It's like remember him or Adrian Buddy Heald. What's that? Remember Adrian Payne? I do remember Adrian The guy Adrian from Michigan Payne. State. The guy that like the, Wolves, the Wolves traded a first-round pick for? Yeah. Yeah. I remember Adrian and Payne well. I'm like, okay, this guy looks 30, but he's a senior in college. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he's going to be good at basketball. No. Um, so the 10 picks after Bruno. You got Mitch McGarry at 21, Jordan Adams, Rodney Hood, 
who everyone for the longest time said, oh, they should have taken Rodney Hood. I'm fine. He's bad. Uh, Shabazz Napier, by way of LeBron. Um, Clint Capella, 25. P.J. Hairston. Bogdan Bogdanovich. C.J. Wilcox. Josh Josh Hustis. Kyle Anderson. Wasn't Rudy Gobert in this draft? Am I wrong? Am I going crazy? Or was it the year after? I know I've been the year after. Uh, what? I thought he was in the Bruno draft. Oh, it might have been 2013. That's the honest draft. Yeah, that's the Anthony Bennett draft. Never mind. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, 27th. My mistake. 2014. Spencer didn't win yeah, so 2014. Anthony Early, who I'm always sad didn't pan out because of like the way he played Wichita State. I was really happy for. I was really high on him. I'm kind of sad he didn't pan out. Jokic is in this draft, 2014, in the second round. Wow, 41. Yeah, the, yeah. DeAndre, DeAndre Daniels was a bad pick at 37 by the Raptors. Yeah, I know that was not our best pick in hindsight. Um, so after Bruno of those guys in the first round, who would you have preferred? Clint Capella. Most likely Capella. I think I'll take Bogdan. Although I actually, I actually had Rodney Hood. I know, I know. Ew. But okay, before we, before, can we look at this objectively, please? Like <laughs> he is still, he's still young, and he's still like a very decent player. He just had to play with LeBron and go from like playing on the Jazz to playing in the finals, and he could not handle it. What did you say? Something about attachment issues. Something like that. Okay, you know what, man? <laughs> I've had enough. That's, okay, what are his split? I want to look at his splits between um, Utah and Cleveland. So he averaged. Oh, of course, I can't see averages. Um, yeah, so he averaged twenty-one point eight points a game playing for Utah, and then he averaged fifteen point four playing for Cleveland. I mean, he was a twenty-one point per game scorer before he got traded. This season? Yes. No. 21.8 point eight points per game. No. Yeah. Dude, 16.8. Um, are you looking at per 36? Oh, my bad. Yeah, 16.8. Oh, there it is. But still. There's a reason the Jazz were like, yeah, we don't want this guy on our team anymore, despite the fact that he's a good shooter and a wing and is a good like a good scorer. Like, There's a reason that they didn't want him. And he looks like Seabiscuit, but whatever. <laughs> oh, man. So you're taking Rodney Hood. I'm going to take Bogdan. As much as I like Clint Capella, I think Jonas is good. And... At the time, it wouldn't have made that much sense. Yeah, I mean, okay, for Clint Capella, I feel like he is slightly overrated. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, he's he in a very like good situation. The in the game. Yeah, he's in a very, very favorable situation. There's no doubt about that. Damian Inglis at 31. I remember that guy. Who the hell? Yeah. What does he look like? Oh, I believe, if I recall, Damian Inglis played in the Raptors game... Oh, no, he only played one season. He missed the entire first season of his career. Never mind. I thought he played in the game where the Raptors beat the Bucks by, like, 40. And then Bruno made the debut. Yeah, but Inglis didn't make his, his debut until the season after that. That that first game for Bruno was a highlight of his career. Yeah, it's not even question, it's not even close at this point. That's that's just it. <laughs> like, I mean, there was, like, like, he had, like, two threes in a lob, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and, like, Landry Fields hit a three in that same fourth quarter. And that's like, you know what, let's just capture this moment in our memories forever because this is definitely never happening again. That was uh, one of the coolest games we've ever attended. It was insane. Oh, you were, you were live there? I was there as a fan. This was before I was oh, covering games. Yeah, it was wild. 
Yeah, it, it, it kicked ass. The Bruno chant was something else. This draft is actually really good. Yeah. The, again, I mean, teams have gotten better at drafting. It's annoying. Be, be worse, people. <laughs> honestly, man, it's not fun for it's us. way more fun. Although, Adrian Payne, he helps us out. And who else was bad in this draft? I guess uh, Nick Stauskas going Well, eight. Lakers just got the 39th pick in the draft. Not about? sure if that means anything. Uh, like oh. in the coming draft, Lakers. Oh, is it breaking news? Breaking news on the pod? Is yeah. That? Oh, okay. Interesting. I mean, it's a 39th overall pick, so I don't know if that qualifies, but it's something. What do they have to trade for? I have. Uh, they traded for the 2019 second round in cash considerations. Sure. Weird. All right. I mean, okay. All right, we reached the yeah, point of the podcast change. now where we have uh, exhausted the Raptors' bad drafts and are now talking about Lakers breaking news, so. I think we should maybe wrap it there. Yeah, let's call it. All right, cool. Uh, Dharma, thanks so much for coming on, man. That was a uh, yeah, certainly an experience. I almost just feel more bad for a lot of the bad players that were taken by other teams as much as I feel bad about like the Raptors screwing up. Like there have been some bad drafts. Yeah, no, I think we we point we point to two thousand and five was probably the worst one, right? Two thousand five, and then the Terrence Ross draft is pretty ass too. Twenty. Yeah, no, that was rough. Yeah. 2012. Um, yeah, 12. 12. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it. Uh, Dharma, anyway, where can people find you and all that stuff? Uh, at Twitter, at MindofDharma, D-H-A-R-M-A. Um, and that's about it. That's where I live, unless I'm studying. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, this was fun. Everyone, subscribe, rate, review on iTunes. Uh, this has been a depressing experience. Hopefully it's not as sad on Thursday night when the Raptors... Trade for the second overall pick or something crazy like that. Please don't disappoint us, Kings. Um, and yeah, we'll have a podcast either after the draft, live if something crazy happens, or Friday, something something like that to react to the draft. Uh, that the Raptors, at this point, will have no part in. So stay tuned for that. It'll be riveting, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, subscribe. follow me on Twitter at Woodley Sean, all that good stuff. You can still listen to me all week on TSN 1150 in Hamilton online uh, we're hosting the morning show 6 to 8 a.m. so make sure you're checking that out and uh, yeah talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors sweet good stuff I didn't know you're hosting a morning show now Uh, just filling in for the week okay that's good yeah I I, I do regular hits with them and then I'll just fill in when people are on holidays and whatnot so is it different doing live than podcasts like recorded? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta be, you gotta be a little bit more like energetic, probably. I would say. Yeah, and also you don't get a chance to like edit it. Also, don't get to like swear. I have to not swear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like that's probably something that you have to like actively look out for. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 